Ariadne. We're dreaming? Cobb nods. The rumble is building. Cobb, stay calm. We're actually asleep in the workshop. This is your first lesson in shared dreaming, remember? Ariadne looks around, mind reeling. Cobb braces. The restaurant violently fragments, exploding and imploding particles of furniture, walls, people flying around. Ariadne wonders at the mayhem whirling around them. Cobb shields his head against the debris. She sees him. Ariadne, shouting over the noise. If it's just a dream, why are you covering your... Ariadne is wiped from her seat by a massive blast, and we cut to interior workshop. Day. Ariadne jolts awake. Cobb, off screen, because it's never just a dream. Ariadne turns to Cobb's voice. They are both sitting in the lawn chairs. Arthur watches over them. Cobb, and a face full of glass hurts, doesn't it? While we're in it, it's real. This was taken from the shooting script of Inception, directed by Christopher Nolan. While dream sharing may still be a matter of science fiction, one of the most interesting parts of Inception is science fact. Lucid dreaming. You're listening to A Degree in Nonsense. I'm Josh Hobbs. I feel there's value in useless but fun information. Unfortunately, it won't pay your bills. So, in this podcast, I share random but interesting things I take the time to learn. Essentially, I waste time so you don't have to. Here we go. Referencing a 1985 book by Stephen LeBerg, the minds behind a Frontiers in Psychology article on lucid dreaming define it as a dream during which dreamers, while dreaming, are aware they are dreaming. Lucid dreaming is a remarkable experience. Here's how Sleep Phones describes it. Lucid dreaming feels like manipulating real life, but from within the construct of your own mind. You can travel anywhere in an instant, defy the laws of physics, change your identity, wish for something and make it happen. The world is essentially yours to do with as you please. I experienced my first lucid dream as a young child. Here's my experience. I was in the high school swimming pool, which was open to public during the summer, but there were a few small differences, such as basketball hoops in place of diving boards, and one very blatant and bizarre difference. The observation bleachers, used for water polo games, were replaced with a miniature mountainside. I was up fairly high on this hill, enjoying my day at the pool but not in the pool, when I realized that my little brother was below me on the hillside, being attacked by the hyenas from the Lion King. I mean, literal 2D hand-drawn cartoon hyenas in my 3D world. I realized there was no possible way for me to get to my brother in time to save him. What could I possibly do? Then, all at once, it hit me. Wait a minute. This is a dream. And if this is a dream, then I can do whatever I want. If I can do whatever I want, then I can fly! Immediately, I was swept off my feet in a heroic flight to my brother. I snatched him from the reach of the hyenas just in the nick of time. I placed him down to safety and flew directly over the swimming pool. I was about to end my flight and drop in a victorious free fall to the water below when I woke up in my dark room, moaning about the end of an epic dream I wanted to get back to. I've had a few different lucid dreaming experiences, but this one was my richest. Most of the time for me, the dream begins to break down as soon as I am aware it isn't real. Kind of like Inception. Others have far more fulfilling experiences. Responding to a question about lucid dreaming experiences on Quora, Anur Kuhoven told his story. I was standing on a public square when suddenly something felt off. 
I was really into lucid dreaming at the time, so I instantly performed a reality check. I counted my fingers to only figure out I had seven, right the second I knew I was dreaming and became lucid. I thought of all the cool things I could do before I'd wake up, so I decided to soar and fly up about 40 meters. The amount of detail and realism still amazes me. After sightseeing my hometown from above, I descended. Another person was standing across from me on the street, and I thought, this would be a great time for a Harry Potter-like battle. So I reached into my pocket with the assumption to find the Elder Wand, which I, of course, did. I had pulled it out and had shouted, STUPEFY, after which a red light flashed out of the wand. At this point, I felt godlike and changed the weather into a storm with lightning. But somehow, the dream became unstable and I knew I was about to wake up. Kuhoven hits onto something really interesting here. He was really into lucid dreaming at the time, so he performed a reality check. I am delighted to tell you that you can train yourself to lucid dream. Steven LeBerg is probably the foremost expert on lucid dreaming. He and Howard Rheingold have written the book Exploring the World of Lucid Dreaming as, in their own words, a step-by-step -step method for learning to have and use lucid dreams. I will be using this book to explain some of their advice and techniques. As always, links are in the show notes. The first steps to lucid dreaming is preparation whilst awake. These experts recommend keeping a dream journal and recording your dreams in it. The purpose of this is to improve your dream recall. Have you ever woken up from a dream happily reflecting on how fascinating your dream was, but later when you want to tell somebody you can't remember it? This is pretty typical, but keeping a dream journal is the first step to helping you remember your dreams more clearly and more frequently. Keeping this dream journal has a very key role in the next step of preparation. This is identifying dream signs. These are peculiar recurring things in your dreams that once you are aware of, you can more easily recognize in your dreams and alert yourself to the fact that you are dreaming. This book warns that lucid dreaming is difficult to achieve with a tense body and that relaxation techniques are important to get yourself into the right state. Additionally, it is important to get plenty of sleep so you feel rested as this will help with dream recall. What's the point of lucid dreaming if you're not gonna remember it when you wake up? I'm going to read a few paragraphs about preparation directly from the book as it's so packed with information I couldn't do it justice in my own words. The first step to good dream recall is getting plenty of sleep. If you are rested, you will find it easier to focus on your goal of recalling dreams, and you won't mind taking the time during the night to record them. Another reason to sleep longer is that dream periods get longer and closer together as the night proceeds. The first dream of the night is the shortest, perhaps only 10 minutes in length while after 8 hours of sleep, dream periods can be 45 minutes to an hour long. If you find that you sleep too deeply to awaken from your dreams, try setting an alarm clock to awaken you at a time when you are likely to be dreaming. Since REM periods occur at approximately 90 minute intervals, good times will be multiples of 90 minutes from your bedtime. Aim for the later REM periods by setting the alarm to go off at four and a half, six, or seven and a half hours after you go to sleep. Another important prerequisite to recalling dreams is motivation. 
For many people, it is enough to intend to remember their dreams and remind themselves of this intention before bed. Additionally, it may help to tell yourself you will have interesting, meaningful dreams. Keeping a dream journal by your bed and recording your dreams as soon as you awaken will help strengthen your resolve. As you record more dreams, you will remember more. Suggestions for keeping a dream journal are given below. You should get into the habit of asking yourself this question the moment you awaken. What was I dreaming? Do this first or you'll forget some or all of your dream due to interference from other thoughts. Don't move from the position in which you awaken as any body movement may make your dream harder to remember. Also, don't think of the day's concerns because this too can erase your dream recall. If you remember nothing, keep trying for several minutes without moving or thinking of anything else. Usually, pieces and fragments of the dream will come to you. If you still can't remember any dream, you should ask yourself, what was I just thinking? And how was I just feeling? Examining your thoughts and feelings often can provide the necessary clues to allow you to retrieve the entire dream. Now, all of this is just the preparation for lucid dreaming. In addition to this, LeBerg and Ryan Gold have several techniques including critical state testing, power of resolution technique, intention technique, mild technique, auto-suggestion, and hypnosis technique. We're not going to go into detail on all these techniques in this episode, but you can look them up for yourself and begin training. As much fun as lucid dreaming is on the surface, it can actually be psychologically beneficial. Medical News Today quotes a discussion Dr. Denholm Aspie had with MNT where he said, If you can help someone who's having nightmares to become lucid during that nightmare, then that gives them the ability to exert control over themselves or over the nightmare itself. Let's say you're being attacked by someone in a nightmare. You could try to talk to the attacker. You could ask them, Why are you appearing in my dreams? Or, What do you need to resolve this conflict with me? Some people, he added, take on superpowers or special abilities so they can fight back against the attacker, and then you can also try to escape. So things like flying away or even doing techniques to deliberately wake up from the nightmare. Talking about setting goals for lucid dreaming, LeBerg and Ryan Gold explain, For many people, to have a lucid dream is a difficult but realistic goal. For more advanced Oneironauts, a more appropriate goal might be to learn how to fly or to face scary characters. I'm so happy to report that the definition of Oneironaut per yourdictionary.com is a person who explores dream worlds usually associated with lucid dreaming. There are also devices you can purchase to aid in achieving lucid dreaming. The majority of these products are electronic sleep masks, the most popular of which being produced by Remy. This works by monitoring your eyes for rapid eye movement, meaning that you're dreaming, and then sending a series of flashes bright enough to pass through your eyelids, which aid you in figuring out that you are asleep. I've never tried lucid dreaming techniques, but I have a good friend who has. I spoke with him a bit about his experience. I learned about it when I was in college, and it was just by happen chance from another student in class. Well, uh, yeah, so I only did it once, but it was like, um, what's that movie, 
Inception. Uh huh. So it's kind of like that. It's it's uh, or I would say we just saw the Matrix, right? Yeah. So it's 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 like that. It's like that. Hey, I'm in charge, and I can do do anything. Um, so the technique that I used was um, uh, I was what I was doing was I would look at say the clock or something, and then I would turn away and I would look at it. And, it, and I would see the same time, and I'd tell myself, uh, this is reality. And, and you do that, uh, like, you know, once uh, every couple of minutes or so, and you just get in the habit of doing that. If, if you're reading, you, you look at the book, you turn away, uh, you look back, and you, read, and you see the pages, everything's the same, it's, then that's, okay, this is reality. Because in the dream... When you look and you turn away and you look back, it's different. It's not the same. And then that's that's when the, I only did it one time. And so in in dream, I was like, oh yeah. And I I forget what I looked at. And then I turned I purposely turned away and I looked back, and then uh, it was different. And then in my head, I was like, oh, this is a dream, and and I can do uh, whatever I want. And then that that was it. That was it. Cool. <laughs> so yeah. what, what what did you what did you do in your dream then when you were able to get to that point? Uh, what did I do? I don't remember. It was like uh, I remember uh, it was like uh, that I had like uh, Superman powers, but it was short. It was short for me, and okay. then it, it ended. Uh, but. Uh, So next time you go to watch a superhero movie in theaters and just wish you could have their superhuman gifts, remember, you can. Our theme music is by Blue Wednesday. Link for that as well as all the sources we used in this episode are in the show notes. Thanks for listening and make sure you tune in next week.